fact. I keep telling whenever I, I pick up kids from you know from the university, especially the black universities over here, I say, go ahead, study, go work for the white man, you learn see? it, men, you know, uh, learn what you gotta need, then go out and do your own. Because it's it's still a form of slavery. Like we see it, like for instance, like employment versus being an entrepreneur. Well, Malcolm X didn't have that mindset. He put in his hundred percent. He knew. He wrote in his book years before he got assassinated. Uh, he knew. He's like, I'm gonna get. I mean, most likely, I'm gonna end a violent death. Mm-hmm. And the people will say the people that are like, like that are you know they don't understand his story or they don't like him or they label him. They say, yeah, of course he's gonna get killed because if you're someone who what is it? You live by the sword, you die by the sword. You, no, he was not a violent person. He was not attacking people, nor was he encouraging anyone to attack him. That's kind of people playing with the story. It's not the reality. He knew he was going to get attacked because he knew that he's benefiting a lot of people and that people are going to be, uh, economically, it's going to be hurt by him. Well, look, look at what this president is doing. He's setting up people's mind. He's programming people for a civil, civil war. And he's hurting and he's affecting people's lives. Because when you tweet about Ilhan Omar or someone else like that saying she's a this and that, she go back to where she came from, that takes only one person to be like, yeah, I'm going to do, I'm going to take care of this. And they go with a gun and shoot. So he doesn't have to shoot. He just get... Yeah, anyway, it, 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 that's, a, that's why spreading lies versus spreading truth. Malcolm X thought, I'm going to spread truth regardless of even if it's going to kill me. This guy's saying, I'm going to spread lies no matter what, as long as it benefits me. It's like it's the opposite. Scary. I'm afraid. I don't know how you how you feel about the next election. Tell me. I'm, I'm trying to make videos I'm, and supporting. I'm concerned because I'm just going to put it. I'm just going to yeah. say it out there because I want the universe to get it. When he gets out, he's not going to want to get out because he's already hinted about it. He did it again. He's, also, he's already there, hinted about having a third term. There's also there's also a chance that he's uh, gonna win. Huh? There's a chance that he's gonna win. There's a chance that he's gonna win. A decent chance. It's actually easier if you're sitting, right? It's easier to stay in power. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I think there's a chance yeah, he'll yeah. win. And Bernie got a heart attack two days ago. That doesn't help. No, People don't want to vote for someone with a heart attack. He's, they're already saying he's too old. He's too old. Yeah, they've already. But been personally, I, personally, personally, I like a lot of things. 
about him, and I was thinking of voting for him. Yeah, yeah that was my. Uh, I don't. I don't know that Biden. I like economic justice. That Biden is, is it, but I don't think that Biden is I'm, it. I'm not happy with Biden. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, Biden, I'm not impressed Biden, with. Him. I don't think he's a good candidate. Trump is gonna eat him alive. He's gonna eat him alive. I don't think that Biden is it. And I don't know where the African American community is. I just think they're just miseducated, and that's what it's all about money. I think you know, like you know, the amount of money they they do promises for the black, black you know African American community, and then those leaders don't do what's in the best interest of the people. They do it in the best interest of themselves, and oh, it's just it's just so corrupt. It's just so crazy, man. I got you. I, I don't I don't even know. I love Ocasio, and I'm so proud that she's Puerto Rican too. I got you. I like cause she she's fearless, like 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 Malcolm, right? Whether right or wrong, she sticks to her guns. She goes what she's not thinking about herself or second term, and that's what all these people in power, you know, in Congress are doing. They're just thinking about their second. You know, I want it. I want it staying there. So they're not even thinking about the people. Oh, it's it's, it's so annoying. I got you. So can I can I continue with Malcolm? Yes, Do you yes, want to? I know we're almost there. No, no, I wanted minute. to hear from you as well. Is um is well I guess we're towards the end like um, years of him speaking on the public stage right as being the representative the spokesperson for the nation of Islam and one of the ministers and building up you know temples across the, across the country and getting you know, recruiting people and so on uh, but he comes to like some kind of like internal disagreement with the nation itself like Elijah Muhammad and others those top ministers some of them we can say that they were getting jealous of him because he's getting you know he's becoming famous and well known and so on. But they also disagreed on certain things. He started hearing rumors that Elijah Muhammad was like sleeping with different women and so on. And he's like, but I'm a prophet, I can do that. And he's thinking like, this is not ethical. So that, and then also some of the ministers were getting rich and Malcolm X was living pretty much poor. He's like, we're, we're not here to like take money. He's like, you know, we have to make money because you know, our people need to see us rich. Anyway, so they had these disagreements. Eventually, and then he also started talking to some people that were like Muslim from the Muslim world, like that immigrated to the US. And they were telling him things like, you know, like this isn't true Islam. You guys have made up your own religion. It's not really, there's Muslims all over the world. We don't believe this. It's not white man or the devil, etc. But he first, used to, so he started listening to this. Somebody gave him the excellent advice of saying, you know what, you need to go, go to pilgrimage. You got to go do Hajj in Mecca, Saudi Arabia, because once a year, Muslims from all over the world go there. Now it's like 3 million. At that time, it was smaller, but every year it grows. So now it's like 3 million people go every year. And he's like, you got to go there and get perspective on what you're trying to do. See the world bigger than just white and black in the US. That was one of the best things. And that's what Malcolm X is known for, that Hajj, that pilgrimage. A lot of people know that. Because he went the last, like, what, it's like a year before he passed away. That last year is another chapter in his life. He goes to Hajj and he sees right away, as soon as you go, they see millions. They're white, brown, black, all, they're from all the different countries, mm. all the different, whatever, rich, poor, all of them, they're all wearing a white towel, basically a very basic, like, thing, and they're all there focusing on praying to one God. Mm. He's like, oh, it makes more sense now. That's what Islam is about. Anyway, he comes back, and obviously we're summarizing. Even during that time, he's writing letters back, saying, this is what I'm learning, this is what happens, how they treated me, and they didn't have the skin color the same way we do, and there's a lot of, he writes back and says, I believe that the solution to racism in America is Islam. And of course, he's just at the beginning of his journey. Uh, he didn't become, he didn't get the chance to become like a scholar in the religion and be able to study it because we have a whole history of tradition of books and libraries and so on. Obviously, he didn't get all that. But the basics that he knew, he went there and was preaching it. And he uh, basically started his own group and said, I'm willing to work with everybody. It's not black and white anymore. I just want to, you know, empower our people and, you know, raise our people. Giving some amazing speeches and he gets assassinated within like a year after coming back from the pilgrimage. He was assassinated by people that were, you know, supposedly, there's different stories. They were from the nation of Islam. They just didn't like that he broke away from them. They're like, you know, you're our traitor and so on. Others saying it's the FBI, others saying it's here. But anyway, regardless, uh, they, uh, they they assassinated him. He was like 39. And he had like four four daughters and his wife were sitting in the front row. They saw him being machine gunned in his chest. And um, and two daughters were, I think, were twins that were uh, hadn't been born yet. They were, his wife was pregnant. Six daughters, as far as I know. So he gets assassinated. So that was what, 19, what was it, like 64 or 63? I forget the year. 1960s. I'll get off here. 1960s. And 
it's been over 50 years now, but Muslims all over America and all over the world, whether they know it or not, owe him and Muhammad Ali. I forgot to mention, of course, that him and Muhammad Ali had a relationship and he learned from him, but then he, you know, they disagreed and they agreed and so on. But people like them and others, and Imam Walafuddin Muhammad, who's the son of Elijah Muhammad, who took the whole nation, this million people, or a good chunk of them, took them in a different direction. Understanding that, you know, it's bigger than just black and white, it's about Islam, and there's, there are these sources for, for our religion, the Quran and the Sunnah and the history. So he took them in a different direction after Malcolm's death. And uh, the fact that Muslims in America today, which are like me, my parents are from the Middle East, we're Arab, I was born here, but they're not, we're not black. Mm-hmm. And others that are Latino now, and others that are black, and others that are brown, they're from Pakistan, India, Indonesia, and all over the world, that they all owe these people because they were the trailblazers for us. We built mosques around the country and schools and do non-profits and organizations and media companies, and they were the, they were the trailblazers. They taught us they could be Muslim and be American, there's no contradiction. And that division that was happening back then, as, as you were telling, is what they come on. Which is, you know, divide and conquer, so yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I fought against, I was like, well, I see white people too. And that's one of the things that I, that I, that I challenge my, my, I say, you're doing the same thing again. By marginalizing and just talking about black and brown people, I understand and I got it later, right? I did get it later. I was a little bit naive when I made that my argument. But at the same time, I wasn't, I wasn't even thinking, I'm just thinking there's white people at despair too, you know? Like, so. MLK towards the end of his life, because he got assassinated also at 39, like two years or whatever, three years after Malcolm X. And they had, they had, that's another whole story of their relationship. They used to disagree and then they met and then they started agreeing and then they died. But, uh, but MLK towards the end of his life, he was doing marches where whites would join. Mm. And people were like, man, that's too, that's too much power. Mm-hmm. Blacks pretty much all loved them, yeah, yeah, there's, and it, then it's whites that are poor, which is the majority of them are poor. Yeah, they're all fear. he was uniting the country basically. And if him and Malcolm X are in the north and south united, mm-hmm. that's, that's another it. another that's country. It, yeah. But they get both got assassinated. Yeah. Anyway, that's crazy. I appreciate it. Thank you so oh, much. Man, Thank a, you for the thank ride. Thank you for the insight. Yeah, 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 yeah. I must, I must do a lot D- more divide, reading. Divide and conquer, huh? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You have to be very careful with that. You know, we can't when we just talk about. I don't know because I was born into a, you know multiracial. I guess not multiracial because my dad is fully Puerto Rican, my mom is fully. But you know, just let's say skin, just yeah, skin tone. It's not. It's not about that. It's, it's just not about that. But you said your mom was white, my dad is black, right? Yeah, but they're yeah. both Puerto Rican. You know, both Puerto Rican. Born and raised you. there. You know, they're whole Does Puerto Rican have a? Uh, do they have this issue about skin color or not really? Because uh, Latin America, brown. I seem they don't really say, have you that. You would say you would say the, the the brown. I mean, our. Do they? I'm saying, do they our, care if like you're white or black or not really? No. They don't. Yeah. Latin America, Colombia, I also have different skin colors. They don't really care. Not not much, not much. There there's gonna be always this crowd, but for the most part, no, there 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 isn't. Good, that's isn't. beautiful. Yeah. Because Arabs right. are a white, black, brown, black, all different skin colors, and there is some ra- there is racism, but it's not the same as in the U.S. It's not like the, well, I, I the everything encou- is what color. I, st- I, I encountered I racism, not. if you can call it that, just prejudice, I guess. Yeah. When I first moved from Puerto Rico in 2006 to Orlando, and I was working as a go-go dancer at a club, and guys would literally be, they would be sort of like a little bit standoffish and mm. away from me. At that age, you know, like and, I, I was 38 when that happened. And like, you never experienced that in Puerto Rico? Slavery, uh, sorry, racism that, when you that, came to the yeah, US. That kind of like, no, like they were dark like, skin. oh, you're so beautiful and, and you know, and, and so talented and, you know, just nothing, you know, there, there was nothing like. But, but you, you get that, it was my pleasure, you get that, that, that is, this it, is a broad conversation because, for instance, when I was growing up, I was told a lot, innocently, I, because why would, in my family anybody would be racist you gotta marry a white person so you better the race do you understand what I'm saying oh that's pretty rough and until I so your kids don't come out dark basically I, if she's dark I, your kids would be dark they wanted yeah, your kids to be lighter yes 
but 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 this is this is this is it's I, nasty. I think not 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 need reach. Well, it stays with you. Mm. When I am in my twenties, teenager, I never dated a black person in my walk in my life. You said you grew up, but they all were all I white. All I wanted, no, no, all I wanted, because this is what is being fed. That's that's mm. the same principle of the black Barbie and being represented in society. What white Jesus? It, 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 in the back of your mind though. exactly well look up a study you probably know about it uh, the dolls the, no, of, of, no the little kids they did a study about the little kids the blue white kids and the oh brown eyed kids I know it I know it oh she's amazing she's a genius it, but, but, that was amazing and that happened what in minutes they were stronger they became, and the other ones became minutes psychology is imagine real, yeah. if you are brought you're born into something like this you know, and you're black because, like I said, I was—I had the opposite. Oh no, you got to do this. And in my mindset, all I wanted to date was blonde and blue-eyed, blonde and blue-eyed. That is—that is what I felt attraction to. Now I cannot get enough of 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 my my skin tone. You know, you understand what I'm saying? It's well to the point. To the point, I did my nose. I have a nose job and Ooh. I did my chin. Oh. And I did it. I escaped. I did it behind my mom's back. Oh. I got so I'm so mm. I am. This is you were struggling. I am, I am 11 years old. I live in New York City, the Bronx. This is when Michael Jackson booms, mm. and they talk about his second nose job on the news. And because it was Michael Jackson, I mean, little kid, I'm not paying attention to the news. They said, Oh, they're talking about Michael Jackson is getting his second nose job. I'm like, and I was like, Before that. I had always wanted to do my nose. I didn't like my nose because it wasn't mm. like my family members. Mm. And my sisters and my siblings will make fun of me. Oh, look at your mm. nose, it's big or whatever, whatever, right? Mm. Look at what that does to a kid, right? Yeah. So in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, I, I was from from way early, I wonder, I, wa I wanna, I, I wish I could do my nose. I wonder if I could change my nose. Naive, little kid. When I saw that at 11, I'm like, huh? I went like I gasped and I'm like, oh, that can be done. Obsessed ever since. At the age of 20, I was already pretty famous, dancing all over the world, and I would travel. I would leave, you know, my house months at a time, traveling with Puerto Rican artists and, and Latino artists, artists, and I had already saved enough money for my surgery. So I hooked everything up with a Dominican friend of mine, and. We, I, I told my, my, my sisters and my family that I was going to a show, you know, one of my shows. So I went and I went to Dominican Republic and I got my nose done and my chin because I wanted to better the race, right? And this is at 20. I remember I told my sisters just in case, because I wasn't stupid, I was like, just in case something happens, this is what I'm doing, but do not tell mom until Monday. Because I knew that my mom, if she heard, if she heard it, as soon as I got out, she was on the next plane over there. That would that would have been it. So I was very methodical on, on what's going on. So my mom like, are you crazy? You know, like what? What? Why would you do that? Why would you not trust to tell me? I know you've been wanting to do this, and I, you know, at least you needed to have somebody there. You know? Yeah. And so so do those. It's that, real. That, 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 yeah, it goes to the to the people that the gender uh, identification. You know, like some people just don't get it, right? Some of us don't get it. That, that what what with um, Caitlyn Jenner. 
don't get it, but I get it. I get it because that is my nose. equivalent. My nose is the equivalent mm. to his penis and to him being in a body that maybe, it maybe, maybe that, because my thing is, I think it's more society based and right and, and what you learn, but, but it's a real thing. It, it happens. P people do go through to extremes sometimes. So, if you yeah. could go back, would you have done the nose thing or now? You, it's something you did. You like, I, I, it was unnecessary. I, I don't mind. Yeah, I just had a bigger nose. I just had a, yeah. big, a slightly I bigger nose. But now your perspective changed. Yeah. yeah, I just had, but it, it suited me. Like everybody said it. Everybody said it, and I see it too. And I'm being considered that it was a nose. It was a black black person's nose. You know. I you. And considering that I was mixed, you know, from very black, black, black. You know, my dad was very African looking. Very, very African looking. Right. My mom, she's very white looking. So, you know, I, I, I had that mix, so it was, it was a balanced nose, you know? It wasn't like having a, a huge nose, which doesn't matter, 